All right, everybody. Welcome back to Food Fitness Family. I got my sexy voice on today because I just woke up about five minutes ago. So uh, it is 7 a.m. We're rolling. Uh, I got myself Big Daddy Blankenship and Mr. Beautiful himself, Marcus Gates. How, how are you doing this week, Marcus? Hello, hello. Happy. Well, for us, it's Friday. For you guys, listening, it is Friday. Yeah, it's Monday, Monday morning, hopefully after a Chiefs ass whooping over the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Who do you guys play this week? Uh, we play the Cowboys, so we'll probably get our ass kicked. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a tough one. But uh, anyway, yeah. we're recording this though at Friday at uh, 7 a.m. Uh, we've had a busy week. We were both out of town for half the week and then uh, hopping back on here now. So we're doing this early on a Friday. Yeah, feels good, though. Getting knocked out. Got a busy day today. So what uh, how, how was your last seven days, man? Let's go over yes, that sir. first before we get into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last seven days were kind of a whirlwind. Um, I was thinking about before we got on the call, I was like, what did I do the last week? Obviously, Thanksgiving. We had a first Thanksgiving on Wednesday night last week. And then Thursday, we had two. Um, Friday, we was just getting caught up on work. And then Saturday, we went out of town to Colorado, stayed with some friends um, just outside Denver. Um, got to take boss out there. We try to get out there once a year. So this was year seven. And I think our ninth or time or 10th time going out to Colorado. So we were going to miss it this year. We were able to squeeze out a few days. Um, uh, took boss hiking. Uh, he got to do some scrambling on like uh, some boulders and rocks and stuff like to try to get up the mountain. He got stuck two different times and would like look back at me like, dad, help me. And I had yeah. to pick up his 110 pounds ass and, and carry him up some rocks. Um, Nicole had to pick him up once as well, which was pretty impressive, but Jesus. so we were able to summit a couple smaller mountains. And then, um, our, our friends that, that live out there, they own, um, like four or five restaurants. One of them is a new steakhouse in Denver called Law state, uh, chop house, which was delightful. Um, and then we went to nuggets game on Monday. So that was, that was badass as well. Oh, that looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, they had a blizzard thing that was kind of coming in Monday night. So we were like, should we leave now? Or should we just wait till the morning? We waited till the morning and regretted it because it was like three hours of driving like half like half the speed that we should have been driving. <laughs> so that that made the drive a little bit longer. But I uh, got home safe. Um, signed up a couple of clients la- uh, ended last week and then early this week. So that was nice as well. Um, and kind of back to it last night. It was at uh, the KU game late until I think 11 o'clock. We won. It was on ESPN. So that was nice. But definitely nice. created for a tiring morning. Yeah, I bet, man. Jesus. Yeah whirlwind tell us about yours you had a lot as well man yeah it was been crazy seven days so i signed up i think one client wednesday like right before uh like the day before thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and then i signed up another client uh that weekend uh while i was out of town so you know uh i'm just constantly working i can't get away i don't know why i just like it uh but no, it was good. I got to get out. We had Thanksgiving here, um, ate so much. Uh, got to go out and visit my family in Indiana. Stayed at my grandma's house. That was really nice. Uh, drove down to Indy on Monday. Went to worked all morning uh, on the road and worked in the Airbnb. Um, and then we went to the Colts game Monday night in Indianapolis. That was a lot of fun, man. Um, you know what's weird though is I I drank a lot Monday night, like. I haven't drank since May, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be awful. But I didn't care. I was at a football game. And our Airbnb was like 10-minute walk from the stadium. We got back, and I was, like, starving. We had no food. (laughs) No, Actually, I think I saved, like, a a chicken strip from Chick-fil-A. So I ate that. But, like, the the traffic was at a standstill. There was no getting out. There was no Grubhub getting in. So I just went to bed. 
And I felt great the next morning. Oh, really? Yeah. And yeah. I was, I, now I'm thinking like, maybe I just feel so bad the day after drinking because we typically end up eating what we're not supposed yeah, to awful. Yeah, like Taco sense. Bell or, or some awful thing. And, and it's not like a taco. It's like eight tacos. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. so part of me wonders if it's like just from eating that shit that makes yeah. you feel bad the next day. So, but yeah, we got out, we drove home, man. That was the longest day of my life. I think we got, we got home at four 30 that afternoon. And I was at the gym by five training clients. So was right yeah. back on it. Had a consult the next day. Um, yeah, now I leave. I'm leaving here in a few hours to drive to Arkansas to go look at gym equipment. So I got, I think, three clients. And then I'm leaving straight for my clients to go to Arkansas. Are you are you training today at that gym that you're going to go to? Yeah, so tomorrow? I'm going to meet him at the gym. We're going to train there tonight, go to dinner. Uh, and then we're going to train tomorrow, go to dinner uh tough business equipment um touchdown and max aren't going anymore oh, so no, it's just okay. going to be me um which is kind of nice because it saves saves us about 250 dollars on airbnb the guy's just gonna let me yeah. crash on his couch oh that's nice so yeah it'll be nice man you know i'm only gonna be there like 36 hours yeah. and i always like i really doesn't care too much about equipment so yeah it sucks that she's not going but like i i'm sure she doesn't want to just talk about equipment for no a full for, day and for 36, for 36 <laughs> yeah. hours I, I always like a, a good trip by myself. I don't take very many of them, but whenever there's it, it calls for it, I do kind of like the little bit of travel by myself. It's a good time to kind of just, just think like you'll be in the car for, you know, four or five hours by yourself, which is always good. I love to drive out to Colorado because it gives me like eight hours to just think, I mean, to talk with Nicole, but then if she falls asleep, then I'm just like, you know, just kind of work into my See, mind. No, I'm such a loser that I'm like, oh, you're not going. Well, you're lonely. I'm, I'm the same way with that as well, though. Yeah. I, I, I think I love Colorado so much because we have just eight hours of uninterrupted, like there's nothing else to do yeah. other than talk. So, you know, with our busy, busy lives, it's nice to have that quality time. No, it really is, man. So I'm sure we'll talk on the phone and I yeah. don't know. There you go. I'll get it done. Well, cool, cool. All right. So today's topic, we are talking about mental health. Um, mm -hmm. We've kind of got three big bullet points we're going to uh, talk about today. We're going to talk about, you know, the mental health of like ourselves, of bodybuilders, um, us, us, us as entrepreneurs as well. I think bodybuilding and entrepreneurs kind of go hand in hand uh, with a lot of the similar struggles and discipline needs and things like that. Um, our second bullet point will be kind of uh, the mental health that we see with our clients and some of the struggles that they go through that are pretty common across the board, really, regardless your your level of fitness. And then lastly would be um, um, how people find fitness and take care of their bodies as, as a way of also taking care of their mental health. Um, so those are kind of the three big bullet points we're going to touch on today. Cool. What, uh, what was the first one you said? We'll get rolled on that one. First one, uh, our mental health as bodybuilders in this industry. And then also, um, you know, us running our own businesses as well. Um, I think it'd be good to touch on as well. So um, I mean, I can kind of get that, get that going a little bit. We can kind of go back and yeah. forth with it. So, yeah. I mean, I'll really, you, yeah. Go ahead and get rolling and then I'll, I'll chime in. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of, like I said before, you know, I, I think kind of wrapping this up into one, I think bodybuilding, cause we obviously started bodybuilding well before we started our running our businesses and things like that. And so I think that that was crucial in us developing, um, Number one, overcoming obstacles, because you have to do that every prep, all prep long and being making adjustments and things like that and focusing on, you know, you can't focus on the short term gratification. You have to focus on the long term 
um, what that looks like. So it's that day-to-day kind of monotony, but working through it to kind of get there. So um, that's similar in business as well, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, and then, like I said, just the discipline side of things. So that's helped a lot, but I think there's a lot of the same struggles with it. Um, for me personally, I think my biggest struggle, which I don't deal with a lot of anxiety. I mean, I have at different times in my life for various reasons, uh, or really, really high stress situations. But outside of that, I usually stay pretty even keel with it. But when things start kind of going downhill is when, um, you know, I can handle a lot at once, but when I add too many things to my plate, um, sometimes it's just to be like, well, I'm doing really good right now. So I could probably add one more thing or I could add two more things, but then that quick, that's what knocks me off balance, you know, dude, uh, every time. Yeah. And, and I like it cause it's a challenge to myself. It's almost like adding another five pounds on it, like the bench press bar. You know what I mean? Like I can do 225. Let's see if I can do 235. And maybe yeah. I just wasn't quite ready to do that 235 or whatever that number would be. Um, and so that's kind of what I find myself doing. And then I'll, I'll do that for, you know, a chunk of time. And then sometimes I don't even recognize that I'm getting out of whack. Like I'm feeling stressed, but I'm not recognizing that I'm feeling stressed yet. And that's something that I'm trying to get better at as well. So it doesn't go too far without me recognizing it. But luckily, Nicole is very intuitive. Um, she can recognize a problem within me a month before I would probably recognize it. Um, yeah. so, so sometimes that creates a difficulty because she wants to talk about it as soon as she recognizes it. But I'm like, I haven't even recognized it yet. So I don't even know how to translate this and put it into words. Uh, but that helps keep me kind of mindful of that stuff, which is super, super helpful. So, you know, for me, being able to talk about it is is definitely key. Um, but I think that's kind of what what kind of creates that that mental struggle for myself. Yeah, I think so, man, because as you know, with bodybuilding, I, I love bodybuilding because it has taught me how to deal with hardships in life because like with it is being hard all the time, um, how to stay on plan when things aren't easy. And how to put that work ethic into everything else in my life. And when I've done that, it's been really successful. Um, but at the same time, I feel like I've kind of brought those struggles that I come from bodybuilding along with everything else in life. Um, a lot of people have different ways that they, that they draw their motivations from. You know, some people are just very positive all the time. And like, I, I'm, me and you are pretty much the same, like I, I have more bad days, I guess, than you, but like, you're always pretty positive. I'm usually always pretty positive, but I think we still have our bad days. And I think a lot of times I tend to drive from the, I don't want to say the darkness, um, but having that constant underdog mentality of having to prove people wrong. Um, because, you know, as a kid, I got made fun of a lot, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, there are people within the fitness industry that don't necessarily like me and that's fine, but I feel like I'm constantly trying to prove other people wrong. So it's, it's not, it's not like I'm trying to become a better coach. And be, and I do want to help people and I, it's truly my passion, but like when I reach new levels, it's like, I can't, I can't sit there and enjoy them mm-hmm. because I'm like, yeah, take that. Now I'm going to do it yeah. again. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like this month yeah. I had, I had a, another record month and I almost couldn't, I'm not even happy about it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, know because I'm mean. like, I'm like, yeah, there now I'm going to do it again. Now I'm going to open yeah. another gym. What can you say now? You know what I mean? And it's like, it's constantly like that. And I, I think that's a very bad spot to be in. Yeah. I think it can help, but I think eventually it, like it will consume you because mm-hmm. uh, kind of like with bodybuilding, it's like, when is enough enough, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, 
I think that's one thing that I struggle with is not is trying to do too much, like you said, and mm-hmm. take on one more. And, you know, it's like, oh, I can add one client in this place because we're going to be there for an hour. Well, next, ah, then I can do another one. I can do yep. obviously yep. there 30 minutes after next thing I know, I schedule myself for four hours. Yep. yep. You yep. know, and then, and then Tatiana's pissed at me. You know what I'm yep. saying? So it's like, yeah. we need to be mindful of those situations because it may not feel like mental health, but, it, but it is, you know what I'm saying? Oh no. It, well, it definitely is. Cause, cause that's, what's going to contribute to you getting out of balance, getting out of whack, you know, not giving yourself the downtime that you need. Um, you know, I feel like it's a very, very fine line of uh, not doing too much, but also not just being content. I mean, I, yeah. I think content, contentment is, is fantastic at different stages and different times. And then being able to stop to just enjoy the moment, enjoy the fruits of our labor and that type of stuff. Um, you know, vacations are really key for me with that because I can actually disconnect and just be present in that moment with it and not be so hungry about like what's next. Um, you know, I feel like I feel like a lot of the app. A lot of average people, for the most part, they're either content or they're just shy of content, mm-hmm. um, you know, but never really striving to get to that that level with it. Um, so, like, it's not necessarily good to be there all the time, but it's also not good to just be constantly pushing forward. It's nice to be looking to stop. But it's I struggle with that as well because I'm kind of the same way. Like, I've had back to back awesome months, but I'm like, all right, let's keep that shit going. Like I want that to keep on continuing instead of just being happy with, with this moment. And I feel yeah. like that's, that's a good thing for business, but it's also a bad thing for mental health to not just be able to enjoy, you know, smell the roses. Yeah. One thing I got from, uh, you know, I was in that TRM mentorship group for a while and I, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and, and one thing I got from my buddy Jace, who's a mentor in that group, um, it's, it's building in like reward based pro like programs for yourself. So, okay, you had a record month. Okay. Buy yourself something. You yep. know what I mean? It doesn't have to be hundreds of dollars, but it can be something small. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he loves jerseys and shoes. So he sets aside a certain amount of money per quarter yep. and budget just for that. Cause that's what he enjoys. That makes so, sense. you know, I, I have something in my head that like, when I hit a certain point within my coaching, which will, if which is basically around like, I think 40, 50 or 40% more than what I am now, which is a pretty lofty goal, mm-hmm. but I'll be there. I think I'll be there by March, April. I'm going to buy myself a pretty large gift, you know, whether yeah. it be uh, adding onto my sleeve or something like that. Cause at that point I feel like it's warranted, but sometimes with my clients, if I get a client who struggles with feeling like they're enough or doing enough, I think it's good to set reward based goals. So like, yeah. Hey, you lose 30 pounds. Go buy yourself something. Go buy yourself uh, shoes, yeah. uh, massage, yeah. a tattoo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think adding those things in, and it sounds like, you know, saying a reward is kind of like pet-ish to me. Um, but I think it has a lot of good gratification in it and making you feel like you actually accomplished something. Because yeah. to, to this day, I still don't know if I've sat down. And I think, I well, maybe I've done it once or twice. But I don't know if I've ever actually sat down and taken in like just the gym you know what i mean and how big of an accomplishment that was i i, I think i just started looking what was next and yep. Yep. it's not good you got you need to be able to relish what you have yeah uh, and what you're doing you know whether that be opening the business or whether that be losing 10 pounds or just cleaning up your act or getting out of being an alcoholic and finding fitness and eating yep. healthier like you need to be able to relish that because th- those are really big steps in life. And I think we live in a world where we 
we feel like we can't reward ourselves for that because it's not good enough. You know what I yeah. mean? I know. I, I think you make a good point about setting those rewards for yourself. You know, I, I have a couple like that, that I'll do here or there. Like if I've been really, really wanting something, I'm like, all right, I want to hit, you know, this amount of new clients this month. And if I don't hit it, then I, I don't, I don't get that. If I do yeah. hit it, then fantastic. I have that. But I think using that with clients as well is definitely beneficial. Cause I mean, I know a lot of my clients, they, they struggle and they, they'll communicate, Hey, I'm lacking motivation right now. So we can never have enough motivation. Um, I, I do think that people rely a little bit too much on motivation and not enough on just being disciplined and building that momentum and really focusing mm-hmm. on long-term. But until you can kind of get to that mental switch, it is nice to have those extra motivating factors. You know, I always, if somebody yeah. has kids, I always try to use kids at like, you're trying to be their role model. You're trying to live a longer, healthier life for your kids and show them kind of how to do that. So that should always be, always be a huge motivating factor, but then all the other internal motivators, things that that you really want to get out of it. But if you can have those external motivators, like, Hey, if I get this goal, then I get this, you know, prize, whatever the case is, I think is definitely not a bad thing. No, I don't think so either, man. I think it, I think if anything, it helps helps motivate, keep you motivated. It helps mm-hmm. uh, make you look at things more positively than uh, yeah. negatively. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think something something that I I do this for for myself whenever I'm getting out of balance, but I definitely recommend it with clients that I'm recognizing are are having some trouble uh, adopting um, an optimistic mindset to an extent. Um, that's actually one of my my questionnaire uh, questions: is Do you think that you're a pessimistic person or an optimistic person? You know, do you see positive things as being short term and negative things as being permanent? Or do you see positive things as being permanent and negative things as being short term? I always live in that optimistic mindset. Nicole lives in that pessimistic mindset. So that's something I'm always trying to, you know, if, if something bad happens for her, she's like, all right, what is the next hundred things that's going to be bad? How is this yeah. small thing going to in my life, essentially? So like we're, you know, we work through that type of stuff. So it it's nice that I've always had that optimistic mindset. I think since I was a kid, for the most part, I think a lot of that was the way my dad talked about different things mm-hmm. and putting things in perspective. But one thing I do, and I always recommend this to my clients that are struggling with it, is um, I'm sure there's plenty of different apps and stuff like that you can use. But I found this five-minute gratitude journal on Amazon. It's like $30. And it's like got a whole year's worth of days on it. And essentially, you just write the day at the top. And then I ask you, you know, three things that you're grateful for. And it's easy to do the first week. Because, you know, I can say, Nicole, I can say my dog, I can say my house and all the big things. But then I don't want to repeat the same things day after day. So then I start looking at the smaller, smaller, smaller things. Like when I drive to work and the sun's coming up, like when I'm actually trying to be present and appreciate just that mm-hmm. moment, the more things you can recognize with that stuff just puts you into a better state of mind. So even if yeah. you have all these bad things going on, if you can just recognize three of the tiniest things that you're actually grateful for and actually be, you know, recognize that that's a big thing. I think I also ask, you know, what, what are three things you want to accomplish today? So I always try to make, you know, one of those a work thing, one of those a, a family thing. So whether that's with Nicole or the dog, whatever the case is, and just kind of set these small goals for myself. And so just take a few minutes when I get to work to do that. And then at the end of the day, do the same thing. So at the end of my work day or the end of like whenever I'm going to bed, ideally, um, you know, write down how did today go essentially? How do you feel about it? That stuff. And I think just that little few minutes reflection uh, sets the tone for the day to be an, in a, an optimistic, grateful mindset. Um, and then you end the day on that positive note as well. And and really for me, if I do it for a week, I get I snap out of whatever I was struggling with pretty pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, the first time I did, I think I, I had to do it for about two months before I really made a mental shift. I I, I really like that. You know, I uh, you know Andy Priscilla does something like that called the Power List. 
that's five things. Um, sometimes I find that people who are struggling five, five things is a lot for them. And if they still find if they still see that they only got three instead of five, that they still really struggle. Um, so if I do something like that, with my clients, I like to do something super easy, like drink a hundred ounces of water, yeah. eat three healthy meals, uh, tell, tell someone a compliment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause like a lot of people don't understand that. Like if you can put that positivity towards someone else, it's going to be reciprocated. And sometimes like, it's not always about, um, yourself is can also be about other people. And, and I don't think people understand how much happiness serving others can give you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we love what we do so much. Yeah. Um, and just giving like, dude, nothing makes me feel better than like, and I don't know why when some random dude, like this happened in Vegas last year when I, they're like, my shoes are like, dude, those are sick shoes, man. Oh, thanks, bro. Like, yeah. that was so nice. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That that whole thing can change someone else's day as, as well mm-hmm. as change your day. Um, I like to do affirmations with some of my clients, not everybody, but depending on the person, I'll pick either three physical or three just random things, or maybe both. And they have to be different every week. Mm-hmm. You know, tell me in your check-in, tell me three positive things that happened to you this week. Yeah. Oh, well this, and it could be like Starbucks got my drink order. Perfect. Every day. Uh, I saw, you know, I almost hit a barrier driving home Tuesday because the sun was shining through the clouds just perfectly to where it was making like streaks of sunlight over the water. And I was like, wow, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like finding something like that, or, um, I got all my homework done without procrastinating for my finals. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be something big but like we need to look at three positive things from our week it's just recognizing some wins it's just recognizing wins and if you can do that more and more often then again that just creates a a healthier mindset versus always seeing things as negative um yeah like i've I've had a i've had a long week but you know what i can sit here and say hey i got to go to an nfl game for my favorite team i had a blast uh my our lease for the new gym is finally finished so i can sign that this weekend Awesome. You know what I mean? Cause we've been working on like, uh, I guess like semantics, like wording, uh, like everything was yeah. agreed upon. It was just like the wording of the verbiage. Yeah, that um, sense. and I get to leave today to go look at equipment and that's like, I fucking love equipment. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now. And then also I got to take my son to his first NFL game. Okay. There's four. Okay. It's not hard. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but it's like, those are when I'm having a rough week. I, I try to look at the most positive things from my week and yep. keep grinding from those. 100%. I think everybody should definitely do that. That's so I think, and, I, and you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to ramble here. I think, uh, I think I'm going to start trying to get my clients to do vision boards. I've never done one. I think I'm going to do one this year. Uh, I've always thought they were kind of corny, mm-hmm. but you know, I have little notes hung up on my desk to remind me of what I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool having those constant reminders, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. it doesn't have to be anything crazy. But, you know, last or last year, no, not last year, the year before I was like, I'm getting the Tundra this year. Like that was my yeah. biggest goal for the year. Yeah. And I, and I got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now this year I want to put up things that I'm looking forward to in 2023. And I think just having that subtle reminder every day that you yeah. have to see uh, can really pay dividends, whether it's a, a picture of something in your office, or uh, I've even had clients write uh, affirmations on post-it notes and put it on their mirrors. So they have to see yeah. it every day. Yeah. You know, I, I think yeah. little things like that, like when people are struggling mentally mm-hmm. can really help because if you constantly have to say it to yourself, yep. eventually you're going to believe it. Yep. 
Yeah, 100%. Those those are all good good recommend, recommendations for everybody. I like that. Sorry, went went off there. No, no, no. No, you're good. That was a good addition. Um so this that kind of ties right into, you know, the various struggles that we see within our clients. What does that say? Macotton had a ninny muggins. Sorry. So struggles um, that we see in our clients with with their own mental health battles or whatever their obstacles are. I think every client has some sort of obstacle to kind of get through in this way. Um, you know, some some things we kind of talked about here was like, you know, number one, just a lack of self-efficacy, a lack of belief in that they can, you know, start this, they can stick to it, that they can actually reach their goals. I think a lot of people have tried and failed so many times to lose weight or to build muscle or to just adopt a healthier lifestyle um, that they're scared about failing again. And that, that fear is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy of, I'm, I think I'm going to fail. And then you're, you're definitely going to fail whenever you go yep. into anything with that mindset, especially something as, as tough to kind of be consistent with as your lifestyle. Uh, so I think that's probably one of the most common things I see. Um, again, I, I try to get some of these things on my questionnaire as many, as many of these items as I can to an extent, you know, you're, uh, how you feel about your body, how you feel about food, how do you, uh, you know, feel about your own self-efficacy? Yep. Because if I can see that on a questionnaire, then this is something we can, number one, we can address on the console call. And then number two, I might add questions pertaining to this exact issue on a client's check-ins each week, uh, kind of like you said before. So, you know, whenever we recognize the mental health of a client, then we can do our job better and address those things. They're going to lead up to long-term pro- progress, whether it be physical, emotional, um, you know, mental, anything else with that stuff. Yeah, I, I think so, man. I think one of the biggest things I see is, uh, like you said, not enjoying the process and wanting too much too soon, you know, com- especially comparing themselves to people on social media and kind of sucks. But I, I think by now we see that like social media is really a facade and the people that we follow are a facade. Um, you know, let's look at the liver king. You know, he got out of this week for taking steroids. Wow. Shocker. Um, you know, I don't want to say you're stupid if you really believe that, but it sucks because if you, if you watch him, like he kind of was like, he was in character. Like he talked about himself in third person. Like he kind of reminded me of like WWE. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Now does it suck that he lied about everything? Yeah. But honestly, he helped a lot of people. Like, do you people don't realize how good like organ meats are for you and eggs and like the diet that he promoted now maybe not all of it raw but like he actually helped change a lot of people's lives by getting them yeah. on to what he did now yeah they're not taking growth hormone but like they do did a lot of good and he lied about taking some growth hormone wow big deal you know what i'm saying mm. but you know i was talking to a guy last night and like we live in a world where and i, I did it myself i needed something and i was going to order it on amazon and it was yesterday. And what was that? Thursday. It's like, oh, it's not going to be here till Monday. What? I'm not even going to order it. You know what I mean? It's like we live in a world where we're so used to one day or two day things that like, well, if it takes yeah. longer than that, immediate, we don't immediate gratification, immediate yeah. gratification. Yeah. You know, I get clients all the time. They compare themselves to people on, uh, on social media. And I had a girl who she, she'll hire me eventually. Like we talk all the time and she already told me she wants to hire me and do a show. It's just a matter of time. And she was like, Hey, how do you get cuts in your legs? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, this person was like, Oh, this is how I get definition in my legs. It's this workout. And then I do that and I don't have definition. And I'm like, well, that's because like your body fat's too high. 
And I'm like, and she's not fat whatsoever. Yeah. But I was like, you're new to training. Like you do have crazy legs, but like you just need a little more muscle and a little less body fat. Like, yeah. and I pulled up my pictures. I'm like, here, here's show day and here's off season. Yeah. You know, so I just hate how we look at people and we follow people. Yeah. Um, and it, a lot of it's just a lie. A lot of it's Photoshopped. Yeah. You know, people yeah. don't realize that a lot of our favorite fit influencers or whatever you want to call them there they're in shape one time and they do like 20 photo shoots within two weeks. And that's our content for the entire year. Thousands yeah. of images. Oh yeah. They photo, they Photoshop their stuff. I don't know if you follow Gooby on uh, Instagram. You follow No, him? but is, is that the dude who calls people out about it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. He calls yeah. them shit fluencers and like he, yeah. he, he fucking dissects their shit and finds them Photoshopping and overlaying and stretching photos. Yeah. And it's people that I've like looked up to. I'm like, man, they got yeah, crazy physique. One of the girls was here in St. Louis. I'm like, man, this girl has an insane physique. And then I was yeah. like, wow. I hear Photoshopping, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and, and then you know that same thing too, like regardless whether it's Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media you're on, you know, people, and I, I'm one of these people as well that I'm usually just communicating the good things that are happening or the best things and stuff like that because that's what everybody wants to post about. It's hard to post about the negative things. You know, I do try to be transparent on some things. Um on, on as the, much that it, as much that I can, but ultimately, but it's hard because those those get like half the amount of traction that the positive things get. Yeah, 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 well, yeah exactly. You know, and, you know if we really, if we talked about mental health, it'd get like ten likes. But if you posted yeah. a shirt, a picture of you topless about like, yeah, it'd be it'd get a hundred likes. You know yeah, know? yeah. Mainly because um, your chest is so luscious, but it is, it is. No, but though, no, so so you know, social media, social media in general. If we if I didn't run a business. If I didn't have to be on there promoting, I, I honestly don't know if I would even have Facebook and Instagram. And if I did, I likely would not be on there very often um, because number one, it's a time suck. You know, you, whenever you just stop on there really quick to go check a notification, you're on there for an extra five minutes. And if you yeah. do that 10 day, 10 times a day, you just racked up an hour's worth of being on Instagram or whatever the case is all because you're just checking these couple of notifications mm. that it says on there. So, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's a necessary evil for what I do. Uh, since that's the only way I market it's that and just client referrals uh, from other clients, essentially. Um, but outside of that, you know, if, if you're going to be on there, just looking through things, with that kind of a lens and not trying to compare yourself to other people, whether it be, you know, to the financial side of things or to their physique side of things, to the, their lifestyle and stuff like that. And just not being envious of it, you know, and if you, but at the same time, if you want any of these things, what are you doing to actually get there? Are you just yeah. sitting there every day being like, Oh, I wish I was doing this. I wish I looked like this, but are you doing anything to get there? And if you, and if you are fantastic, you know, I look at a lot of these things as motivation for me to be like, okay, this is where I want to be regardless where it is. And regardless if it's even true or not, but this is where I'm headed. So I try to channel that as my extra motivation. Uh, whereas some people, it's just this, this negative drawback and then they don't do anything about it. So then it's just this constant, uh, cycle of just feeling bad and bad and bad about yourself and not doing anything to feel better about yourself. And so then I can see how it can go the other way very, very quickly. And so it's, it's important to, to, if you're going to step on social media, go into it with the right kind of mindset. Yeah. I, I have not posted in a week and honestly, it's been, it's been real great. nice. It's been great. Uh, I barely did but, anything this week, but now I find myself stressing out because I need to get back in a routine and, yep. you know, yep. because People can say like, oh, you don't have to have it, but like for what we do, you kind of have to have it unless you have yeah. a massive name in the industry. Got to got to um, stay on people's minds. Yeah, you know, it, the more you put, I, I, mean, I think we've seen a, a correlation. Mm -hmm. The the more we're active, the more we get out get yep. out of it. 
you know yeah. what I mean? And so that so just kind feels of our fire stay. behind it. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it's like at the same time, like I'm sure you get it too. You're like, oh, you know, I've had, oh, it's nine o'clock. Oh my God, I didn't post today. What? Oh, let me go through my phone real quick. What am I going to yeah. post? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's hard, man. Full-time it job. De- another it one. definitely is. Uh, the, the other two things that I think we should definitely talk on, because this is another thing that I always try to address right away and try to stay on top of this is, you know, people trying to be too perfect um, and or the all or nothing mentality where, you know, it, people will, if they can't be a hundred percent spot on today, then they're just going to give 0%. Yeah. You know, if, if they can't work out today, well, screw it. I might as well not eat well. And that's going to translate yeah. over to probably not drinking enough water. That's going to translate over to not sleeping well. And now you're stuck in this shitty cycle. Um, and so now you did absolutely nothing for yourself. Or it's the other people that I've been perfect all week long, all week long. And the first thing that messes them up completely throws them off into this. Dude, like a train wreck. Binge, yeah. Into a binging mindset, into just doing absolutely nothing positive for themselves. And, and neither of those is healthy. We don't, with anything in life, you should, you shouldn't necessarily be extreme. I don't know any, any aspect of life that being on either end of the spectrum is a healthy thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I, I think you can name it literally anything, even being yeah. healthy, you can be unhealthy. Y- yes, exactly. Just because Let's take bodybuilding, for example. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. it's, it's looked upon as healthy, but at its extremes, it's not healthy. Yeah. Yeah. On stage four percent body fat is not yeah. healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, family wise. Like it's not healthy to be in that extreme. Luckily, we're only living in that extreme for a chunk of time. And it's it's a means to an ends and, and we're doing this for a certain reason, but it's not but, permanent for but us. Not but a, for a lot not of everyone people, can. I was gonna say a lot of people they do get stuck in that. We're fortunate, mm-hmm. I think, that we've been able to craft this much more balanced mindset. Um, but that's been intentional as well. I don't think that just happened. You know, that was our priority. That was our intention behind what we were doing. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm going to go at this two ways. I'll start with competitors first. I think with competitors, um, it depends on what you have going on in your life. And unfortunately for some people, uh, competing is their only uh, sort of for only outlet. It's their identity. Mm-hmm. Everything they do is about competing. Um, I, I follow people and like literally I don't, remember the last time I saw them post about something different yeah. or, I mean, it's all, even their cheat meals is like, ah, fueling legs tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and I, and some of them are good, good competitors. And some of them are, are not so good competitors. Um, you know, everyone has different potentials um, and some people have it. Some people just don't, we can't change that. But those people who maybe don't have it, I feel really bad for them because that's all they have. And they're going to go through half their life, a third of their life doing that. And then I feel like they're going to be very disappointed at the end. You well, know, versus, especially with bodybuilding that you're also yeah. being judged on yep. stage at the, at the end of your hardest work. And so then if you're not getting the rewards out of that either, I mean, you get the, the, maybe the internal reward of, okay, I did this, but if that's your entire life and then you're going to get judged and be like, Oh, you got fifth place today. You got last place, whatever the case is. Now you just, sacrificed a big chunk of your life, big chunk of your mm-hmm. health and didn't even get the rewards out of it. Uh, I see that as well. You know, if, if, if you're a coach in the industry, that I think that's important that it should be a big chunk of your life. Um, if you're an athlete who's actually getting paid and this is your actual career as bodybuilding in one way, shape or form, fantastic. Like I get why that makes up a larger portion of your life, but if it's just a hobby, then it needs to just be a yeah. hobby. I'm talking about the 99% totally that yes. aren't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
Um, and it's hard because it, you know, it took yeah. me until this year to be like, oh, I got fifth. And I was happy because yeah. I was, I was happy yeah. with what it looked like. And not everyone can do that. They're totally wrapped up in their placings. Um, yeah. You know, and then on the other spectrum, I think for Gen Pop, I think it's important that we kind of live by this 80, 20, 90, 10, whatever you want to call yep. it. And it's like, yep. if you can follow three out of your four meals or four out of your five meals and you have some junk here and there, hey, I'm, I call that a win because yep. what can we do as professionals to help you follow a better life, mm -hmm. live a better life, but still live a normal life. Mm -hmm. So if you can just be, on your shit during the day for me, eat your meals, drink your water, and then have dinner with your family. I'm, uh, hey, that's yeah. a win. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But like some people, it's like they they're just all or nothing, and they can't separate having that one meal. And I think me and you are have at one point or another been that way. Like we can't eat that dinner because we look at it and we see 50 grams of fat and 100 yeah. grams of carbs. And yeah. now that may be like a, a binge, but it's a, it's a struggle sometimes, man, because you feel like you have to be on it all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so that's what I try to steer my clients away from is, is throwing away a whole day because they can't be perfect or is, mm -hmm. is throwing away a whole week all because one or two days going off. We talk about this with clients starting around the holidays. You know, I love when the client starts during the holidays, they might not get the best results during that, that month or that two months, but what it's doing is it's forcing balance upon their life. It's forcing them that you're going to be off on Thanksgiving. You're going to be off of this holiday event for yourself, but you can control Monday through Wednesday. You can get locked back in on Friday. You know, it just because a day's off, just because a couple of meals off, doesn't mean you have to throw away everything else. And I think that's a really important skill to build and, and mindset to build for the rest of the year, because there's going to be shit that pops up all year long, whether it's good things, bad bad things, whatever. We're, we all have our own obstacles and some people have a lot more than others, but some things you can't control and you have to let those things go. Otherwise that becomes a giant stress in your head as well. If you're trying to control stuff that is out of your control, but yep. if you can control everything else leading up to it, then, then control that. If maybe the, if the only thing you could, could control today, maybe you're at a work event convention and you couldn't bring food with you. You didn't have a microwave and you had no option to actually bring the right things but you could control your water intake, then control your water intake. That might only be 10% of like your day that you're actually controlling, but 10% is a whole lot better than 0%. 50% is a whole lot better than 0%. And when you add that up, that consistency up over the year, number one, you're staying in your mindful um, place. You're staying within some habits at least. And mm -hmm. so tre treading water is always so much easier than crushing it for a few months and then falling way off for a few months and then locking back in. Like you're, you're making things so much harder on yourself than if you just treaded water during the hardest. It's how you, it's how you become a yo-yo dieter. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so if, if you're used to getting to the gym five or six times a week, and then all of a sudden you can only squeeze in two or three workouts a week, or maybe even home body weight workouts, then do that because that's at least keeping you in some sort of a routine uh, and not completely falling off. Same thing with food, same thing with everything else. I mean, I've had to do that exact thing. My schedule has been so crazy since these shows yeah. with traveling and holidays that I think I've only worked out this, this will be my first week of working out four times. I think I've worked out maybe a total of 10 to 12 times in the month of November. And I was yep. including peak week. Yep. Um, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's not a lot, No, uh, it's not. but you know, I did what I could. I ate what I wanted, but things I did was I kept my water extremely high. Like when I was in yeah. Indiana and I was eating like crazy, I was probably drinking two and a half gallons a day, Yeah, you know, and I checked myself this morning. I'm only up 
12 pounds for my weigh in. You know what I mean? But it's like, I just trained how I could. I got on my meals when I could, I ate off when I couldn't. And I just said, fuck it. And I just did the best I could. And I went with it. You know what I'm saying? It's not perfect, but Hey, it's could be a lot worse. Well, well, and, and, and you know, same thing for me. I think I was like five pounds up after Thanksgiving on like Friday. Um, you know, and then I was immediately going on vacation for the next four or five days after, you know, eating whatever I wanted to for those few days. Yeah. So then, so then it's a matter of, I'm going to enjoy myself when I'm going out to dinner with my wife on vacation. Like I'm going to enjoy myself for these different things, but you know, I took my protein powder with me. I took my chia seeds and psyllium husk so I could get, um, you know, good fiber in there. So I was having a couple of those protein shakes a day. I was downing as much water as possible. So I was controlling those few things, you know, and we went fiber to- at night. Yeah. 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 Uh, to keep you moving. I didn't say we, we went out to breakfast, you know, breakfast is probably my least favorite meal of the day generally, because it's going to kind of set the tone for how I feel the rest of the day. Um, so in that sense, I'm picking healthier options for that, but then I'm enjoying myself, you know, at dinner time or at lunchtime, whatever the case is, but a lot, just controlling some of those controllables allows me to come back weighing the same thing on Tuesday or on Wednesday as I did Friday after Thanksgiving. And then yes. just two days of locking in, boom, I'm right back down to what I was pre Thanksgiving because I didn't, I wasn't perfect, obviously, but I controlled what I could. And that creates a much better mindset and much better mental health for it um, as well. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I didn't think about that, but now that you say that, I think that's one thing that kind of saved me is uh, I cooked breakfast at my grandmother's house every day. Yeah. And I had egg whites, eggs cooked in butter and a couple strips of bacon and fruit every morning. And I, I it was light. It was easy. It was got me started. And I got a good one thing amount that, of protein. You got, got a good a amount of protein Start I your day with the wind. throughout the day. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think that's one thing that kind of saved me, saved me as well. Yeah. And then, you know, one last thing kind of touching on this right here. And I think this kind of ties right into our last topic of, uh, you know, people find fitness to help with mental health, you know, as an athlete, I always talk to my clients, especially if they are a former athlete in any any way, shape, or form, is avoiding compounding errors. Um, you know, meaning like if you're playing baseball, if you make an error, you can't make a second one. You don't want the mm-hmm. pitcher to then walk somebody or to hit somebody or to give up a home run because you now your team just had four or five compounding errors, which led to you guys being down five nothing in the first inning. Yep. So like it's important to stop the bleeding as fast as you can. And I always think about this. Let's say let's say horrible things happened to me this week. Let's say my car broke down on Monday. Let's say I lost a family member on Tuesday. Those are absolutely terrible things. And those are, might depress me a little bit. But if I maintain what I can fitness wise, if I try to still get some workouts in that week, if I have time to, if I try to go on a walk, if I still make healthy choices with my food, I'm treading water on those things. So then when I come out of that depression or I come out of that tough time, I'm pretty much in the same place that I was. Yep. And I, I didn't backtrack, but you're not any better. You're not any worse. Exactly. But, but you what, stayed where you were. 99% of people do those when one bad thing happens and the second bad thing happens, they start letting all their staples that actually have them feeling the best. Let those go by the wayside. They start sleeping worse. And I get the sleep thing because sometimes we can't control that because of the stress. Um, and that can be very difficult, but they let their food slip. They're like, I'm going to, I'm going to go binge eat whatever just sounds good right now, because I just need some, some happiness. And if that's okay for one meal here or there, but if that turns into a whole week, but it's like five minutes of happiness and then like a day of anger. And, and, and what, what's that, what that's going to be is now you had all these things that are are taken away from your mental health, taken away from your happiness. And now fuck this, the scale's up 10 pounds. Damn. I'm bloated again. And I feel like absolute garbage. Well, now you just took two bad things and added 
one other giant thing. And then you think about, well, I had these goals three months from now to, you know, be at the beach, film this way or whatever the case is. And now I'm way further away. Maybe I just surpassed what my starting weight was when I first got started. And now I'm just like, I worked so hard to lose that 10 pounds. and I just gained it all back in, in two weeks. And even though that weight might fall right back off, you just lock right back in. The average person is going to say, well, screw it. I guess I'll start next week or I'll start in a yeah. month from now. Or, I'll, or, or that turns into, well, I guess the new year is coming up in a few months. So let's go ahead and start then. And, and that's just, again, you're stuck in that yo-yo mentality and you're compounding these negative effects on your life. And if all you did was just control your staples, your water intake, that can always be controlled. A couple healthy meals a day, that can always be controlled you'd be in a lot better place and you wouldn't be have dug this giant hole for yourself to then have to keep crawling yourself back out of. Yep. I agree, man. Um, so what time uh, is it? It's seven fifty. I, I probably got about five more minutes and, we, and then I got okay. to get to work. But uh, yeah. So, so, you know, people finding fitness to help with mental health. Um, so that, that's kind of my take on that exact things right there is that control the controllables and don't dig yourself a big hole. Yeah, I think the last thing we could touch on is how fitness causes mental health issues. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of people are happier when they're not before they got into fitness than when they got into fitness um, because we start we start to compare ourselves to other people so much, and we start to constantly look at ourselves and micromanage ourselves, and everything we do is about how we look, and it just becomes very unhealthy very fast. You know, there's. Yeah. There's bigorexia where, you know, bodybuilders, while they're bigger than majority of people, they feel like they're tiny. You know what I mean? And there's other people who they're small and they think they're huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've all seen that person that's like 165, 170, 180 pounds. They look like dog crap. You know what I mean? Because they don't have any yeah. muscle yet. And they're like, they're the first one taking their shirt off and posing in the middle of the gym versus the guy that's actually huge. You never see him take his clothes off. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But that guy who's huge is 10 times more self-conscious than the other guy. You know, myself, like, I don't even like to take my shirt off at the pool, which is kind of an issue. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, yeah. I train, I eat, I compete. I don't even like to take my shirt off at the pool because I feel like someone's going to look at me weird because I don't, I, don't, I don't look perfect. Mm. You know what I mean? I think those are some of the things that we kind of get into, especially uh, the female side of it. You know, they always... They need bigger butt. They need a smaller waist. They need a flatter stomach. Yeah. Um, so I think as many, I think as many mental health issues as fitness cures, I think it also causes just as many. Oh yeah. How you feel? No, I, I'm the same way. You know, I'm somebody. I've always been lean for the majority of my life, except for whenever like I've done a purposeful bulk and I was like yeah. put on put on weight, which probably wasn't always in the best ways because I was doing that early in my my lifting days. But um, you know, case in point. I, I never felt anything bad about like my abs, what they they used to be when they were probably about where they are now in terms of like how lean I am. Uh, but when you step on stage and you're shredded and you're four and 5% body fat or even lower, whatever the case is, and you don't have an ounce of fat on you, that feels awesome because you know how hard you work for that and all that good stuff. And you're like, God damn, I'm just chiseled. Mm -hmm. And so that's awesome. But as soon as you allow some flexibility back into it and you allow your body weight to get back into a healthy uh, position, you know, for me, I gain all my body fat, right. In my stomach, like the first place it goes, that's the last place that comes off. Whereas like right now, my legs are still striding. My legs are still cut up and veiny and all that stuff, which is awesome. That's to me, that's a sign of like, okay, I'm pretty damn low body fat, but 
my stomach has added some of that softness back on. And even though my abs are probably still better than 99% of the population, they're not as good as what they were on stage. And that creates a mental thing for me that I have to be mindful of. Otherwise it can, it, it could take away from my happiness yeah. where, where my body is. Dude. Like if I walk by the mirror now without my shirt, I'm like, you know, I don't even want to say it, but I'm like, fuck, like I've gained a little bit of fat. Like I, I feel soft right now. And in reality, again, I'm, I'm still sub 10% body fat easily. Um, I'm still looking good and, and better than a lot of people in terms of that, but I got to kind of check my own mindset at the door and be like, dude, you're fine. You you should have some of this body fat on you. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, so I have, a, I have a client who's like 215, bro. And he, I, I don't know how he's 215. He looks like he's 240. He's <laughs> massive. He's round. He's bubbly. He's like 10% body fat. His quads go from his kneecap all the way into his hip. Like, yeah. It's absurd. And he'll yeah. update me and he'll be like, I feel kind of fat this week. And I'm like, you look better than 98% yeah. of the people walking around. Like, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And yeah. he's never even competed and we're trying to get him on stage. But I'm like, dude, if you just compete, you probably turn pro in like three shows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you look insane, but, but, but at the same time, if, if, if his, if his mind is already going to, I don't look good, I don't feel good or yeah. the case is, then yes, he's going to look and feel amazing on stage. But as soon as he comes off that and he gets back to where he is now, which is yep. probably an amazing physique, he's still going to be down on that. And so that's, it's important to, to go, go into a show, go into bodybuilding, if that's what you're doing, or just going into transformation with, you know, it, it's important for us coaches to set the tone, right. For yes. their, number one, control your expectations. Um, Especially with gym pop. Oh, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so much. So control the expectations. You know, if we can give them quick wins right off, right off the bat, that's awesome. That's fantastic because that just kind of allows them to buy in even quicker into what we're doing and where we're going with this stuff. Like I always love when I, I when I have somebody like stuffed, like their their calories might not be that high, but they're eating very nutrient dense foods versus what they used to be. And they're like, I'm full all day long, but I'm still losing and, weight. And they and lose like, two pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, amazing. I'm like, I'm like, number one, you're fueling your body. You're actually giving your metabolism what it needs instead of constantly under eating. Uh, but it's awesome to be able to lose weight while you're full and not, you know, because most people think I have to be starving to be able to lose weight. And yeah. I think at a certain point in your journey, you do have to be hungry. It could happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like. I can't step on stage and not be hungry for the last yeah. month. Or it two, blows. You know? It blows my gym pops people's minds when they lose weight and I add food to their diet. Yeah. What? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're going to add food and then they, then they lose more the next week and yeah. then I add more food. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's always good. But yeah. So, um, you know, and, and all my clients, you're going to feel better when you can start racking up more wins. So if you have the time to get to the gym or you have time to do a home workout, there's never been a workout unless I got injured that I felt bad about doing. If my energy mm -hmm. wasn't there, if I didn't feel good, if I just really didn't want to do it, as soon as you do it, you're going to feel better. Um, and you're going to be proud of yourself because those are the days that matter the most in your journey are the days you don't want to do it, the days you don't want to meal prep, the days you, you'd you rather stop at Chipotle instead of you know heating up the meals that you have ready to go at home. But the more and more times you can add to that stockpile of wins, it just fuels your motivation. It fuels your momentum moving forward. Um, so, you and know, those, those wins those, go to other parts of your lives. And, and, oh yeah, exactly. And we haven't even talked about the endorphins that are released when you're actually exercising, um, you know, and the feelings of putting in the hard work and then seeing the results on the scale in your progress pictures, in your mindset, in your check-ins and how you feel about every check-in. Like there's so many different 
parts of, of uh, the progress that so many clients don't look at. They, they're they looking at, at the scale as the end-all be-all and what that yep. scale is saying. And that's another thing that we, we can't do either. And that's why I ask so many questions in my check-ins is because we're looking for all these other wins. If you came to me sleeping four or five hours a night and we got you sleeping six, that's a huge win. And that's adding years onto mm-hmm. your life if you can do that consistently. Um, if you were if you were going to the bathroom, you know, having a bowel movement once every two days, and now we get you going daily, that's one of the it's biggest huge. wins. That's yep. one of the biggest wins I'm looking for with a client that that comes to me saying, "Hey, I only go to the bathroom once or twice, a, you know, uh, every every few days or so." I'm like, "Okay, well, that's my number one goal. I know your your goal is to lose 20 pounds. Well, my goal is to get you going to the bathroom daily initially before we do anything else." And then that weight's going to start happening. So yeah, and that's why pictures are so important too, because you'll so have important. clients that they may only lose 10 pounds mm-hmm. or two pounds, but it looks like they've lost 30. And yeah. it's like the inches just fly off, yeah. but the scale may not say so. And, yeah. you know, people are, they get so fixated on the scale that they're upset about it. And yeah. I've had clients and they're like, they've lost 40 pounds and I can never get pictures of them to begin with. Like, I wish I had those pictures. I'm like, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I, I've got some clients that'll be like, I, uh, Hey, and I'm totally fine with it. If they say, Hey, I, I don't really want to send uh pictures in whether it's they're embarrassed with it or being vulnerable. I do try to encourage them too. Cause I tell mm-hmm. them the importance of it, but I'm like at the very, very minimum, even if you still don't feel comfortable sending them to me, that's totally fine. At least take them for yourself. They're like, I don't like how I look. That's why you're here. Good. You, you don't like it. And you need to use that as your fuel in the days that mm-hmm. I just don't want to go to the gym. Why are you here? Come back to that reason. And that reason might be what's in those pictures and use that as your motivation. You don't have to hate yourself. Like I'm not, I'm not making you look at your pictures so that you feel bad about yourself, but that that's, that's when we're trying to improve our body, we're trying to improve it from what we don't want it to be. And so avoiding that and trying to blind eye to it isn't helpful. Yeah. Sometimes and and we can monitor the progress. Yeah. Sometimes I like to use the scale and pictures as kind of like a shock factor. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, a lot of people don't realize how much they weigh or what they look like, and uh, sometimes it can be good. Now, depending on the person, I may not push it. Yeah. Um, but if I think they can handle it, I'll push it. And yeah. I don't want to say make them do it, but it's like, hey, I mean, I can't do anything unless I have pictures. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and and really, same thing with weight as well. Because I have other clients as well that like I haven't weighed in years because the scale just makes me so upset. And like those are people that we have to work on on looking at all their other progress that they're making and add up those wins with it. And again, if that's if that's where their mental health is, at least in terms of the scale and, and how it affects their day, they're like, I don't want to weigh on Thursday or Friday because it's going to ruin my whole weekend. Like, yeah. First off, that sucks. That's going to ruin your whole weekend. But that's been years and years of trauma in terms of that type of stuff. Uh, and there might be some underlying other issues that are going on with that. So I'm not going to force that. But it kind of like you said with the pictures, like. I've got to have some sort of biofeedback like that, that I can actually monitor. Like, Hey, if you're eating 1800 calories, I need to know if you gain five pounds or drop five pounds. Like I, I got to yeah. know that because otherwise we don't really know. And if, and if we don't have the weight that, that kind of ties my hand and handcuffs what we can, what we can do, but we can still look at all the other progress. And I think that if you're seeing progress in other ways and you start seeing that these things are working, then those clients usually are like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with it starting away or starting to send pictures or whatever yeah. the case is. Um, for sure. So yeah, everybody's a little bit different. And so that's important to recognize as a coach. But uh, you know, I think we could sit here and talk about this stuff for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And honestly, I think that it'll be a topic we can come back to and hit from a different angle. Um, you know, maybe even have a couple different uh, therapists on that can kind of talk about certain for sure, you know, body dysmorphia or other issues and stuff like that. But uh, you know, number one, I, I think that the thing I should leave or we should leave off with this is have somebody to talk to, 
hopefully it's a spouse or a best friend or anybody you can communicate any of this stuff to, you know, find help wherever you, whatever, wherever you can get it. Um, Caleb and I, I think, I, I think we try to set, separate ourselves apart from a lot of other coaches in terms of the care that we give to the mental component, to building relationships with the clients and really finding out what makes them happy, what makes them sad and trying to work with that. Uh, sure. Definitely. Well, good stuff. Well, I guess, Everybody have a great week since it's Monday morning that you're listening to this. Can yeah, have a, have a great Monday. Have, crush yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. have a good weekend. You have a good weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to see what new equipment you're bringing to the gym. Oh, well, I'm bringing back a Stairmaster, so. Ah, nice, nice. Are you getting that chest piece? Not this weekend. I don't ah. think, no. Th- this weekend is mainly about just going down and looking. Because uh, he has, like, basically everything I need, and it's like uh, – I need to check pricing. I, I just, I have an idea of what it's going to cost me. I need to just get a concrete number. Uh, I also want to upgrade some stuff in the OG gym. So it's like, maybe you have to take away some stuff from the new gym to afford oh, the okay. OG gym that um, and just kind of see where I'm at. So well, good deal. Well, good luck and all, all that right. stuff. Have a good uh, Friday. Everybody else have a great yeah. uh, Monday and start to your, start to your work week. We will talk to you guys next week. Let's crush it, man. Have a good weekend. All right. See you, buddy. Bye.